Hello and welcome to the Pixel Podcast. My name is Matt, and I am here with Ethan. Hi! And Ricardo. Hello! And that's it. That's all people. That's it? No one else? No one else hiding in in this in this uh, Discord chat, no, no one else what is hiding you, in here. You got a mouse in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we haven't had a guest in a while, guys. No, I think we should not since ne- a- Amber was last. Which well, Amber's not a guest though. That's the problem. Yeah, I feel like she's just like, <laughs> what, what's what can we? Because she's not like obviously every week member. Regular she's more contributor. Than a guest. Yeah, <laughs> regular. Regular guest, rotating chair. And, um, that, and that was the episode we almost lost, so. It is. That's it is all I'm, that's, I'm not saying there's a correlation there. I'm just saying. She might, be on next, she might be on next week. She did text me today and was like, there's a lot of things about Persona 5 that I have to talk about. And I was like, okay. Well. <laughs> I said she could be on tonight, and she was like, nope. I, <laughs> I have to do my hair. Not joking. <laughs> that was actually the real. Oh, I was going to say uh, I was gonna say that was very misogynistic of you. No, no, that was actually <laughs> real. She's going. She's going to get a haircut. So. Ah. Uh, oh shoot! The uh, blunt cut. The return of the blunt cut. <laughs> I not. I don't think so. I mean, I don't. I don't know, but I don't think that's. I what will that accept is. no other haircut. Except <laughs> for I'll, the I'll, I'll let. I'll let her know. She comes back and R- is just Ricardo like, demands just a blunt doesn't cut. talk to her anymore. It's just I can't. Can't it's even. Like, this cut is too sharp. It's not blunt enough. <laughs> this 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 cut is not dank enough. It's not dank. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, moving on from my wife's haircuts. Um, I sure hope she doesn't listen to the beginning of this podcast. Amber, skip to five minutes in, and we'll be talking about video games. <laughs> you did this out of order, which, man. It's over. Which, which there are a lot of there are a lot of video games to cover and talk about. Uh, because we're recording this one late this week, so apologies that this one's up late. Last one was late, late as well. We're just, we're just, we're falling apart, guys. This is not, this is not professional anymore. This very professional production that we have, that we've always had, is falling apart. Fuck yep. it, dude. All <laughs> right, uh, guys, who wants to go first? We got a lot. Ricardo. Yeah. I'm, I'm picking you. Oh, okay. Alright, so, uh, I think at the end of last week, I was talking about that I got episode one of Telltale Games' new hot IP acquisition. We have to do something with this uh, franchise that we got the rights to do, and so this time it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Whoa! Anyway. uh, Do they use... The same songs from the movie at all? Or no, they, have... they use all new songs for for the game. I, they had some pretty good uh, song gets for Tales of the Borderlands, so I mean, yeah, I was yeah. actually it's uh, right, it's true. I was actually surprised. Um, so this is obviously a Telltale game series. Is uh, it a Telltale game? Yes, it's pretty. It's you know what, except that I feel like. I don't know if this is with the walk. This like kind of maybe started with the Walking Dead. I feel like they polished up their engine just a little bit so that like pl- ca- character models look a little bit better now. Like okay. I don't know. It's it it feels slightly better production value in yeah. this one. Um, 
<clears throat> and obviously there's not like too much to talk about because the whole point of these games is playing for the story and if you if you give too much of that away then it's not going to you know be whatever but but if you're a fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy film it definitely pulls a lot from there you've got the classic rock in here i believe the artists in here are among uh Hall Notes Electric Light cool. Orchestra and uh, the Buzzcocks, I want to say, is with the mm. song that actually opens the uh, the mm. game. Not bad. So, some some very good use of licensed music in there. Uh, the game itself, the story is that uh, you get, you play as primarily as uh, Star Lord Peter Quill, and the. Is it is it modeled after Chris Pratt or did they not get the likeness? No, they it doesn't look like Chris Pratt. I I think they're really pulling from like more of the cuz like Guardians of the Galaxy now has a cartoon and it has a you know obviously a long-running comic book so I think it's just kind of created yeah. a pastiche. I, also of, because it would cost more money to get the actors. Yeah, absolutely. Likenesses. So I think it's just kind of created like a pastiche of all versions of the Guardians. Mm-hmm. So like um so Rocket is the the only kind of really the the voice acting is very good. The only really uh, recognizable voice actor that I that I recognized was Vin uh, Diesel. As no, is <laughs> uh, Nolan North voices Rocket Raccoon in here. So uh, that's interesting because he's also a voice in the other game I played this this uh, week, which is not Rocket Raccoon, but I will I will talk about that as it is. So basically, you play as uh, the guardians and you're just kind of loitering through space and then you get a distress call from the nova Corps saying hey uh thanos one of the big bad guys from uh from the marvel universe is like attacking one of our outposts on this planet we don't know what he's after but like he's killing everybody you guys are the only guys kind of within our signal range could you come down and like help us out and the the, the guardians of the galaxy i mean i've I've only seen the movies that's all i know Uh do they like actively do that very much in the comics or the other universe stuff like are they are they like because i kind of got the impression from the movie that they were kind of just like we're just space dudes and then like we happen to be saving the universe right now because there's like a bunch of bad crap happening but we're not exactly they're definitely more on the on the on the fringes more on the the whole uh you know they're outlaws they're mercenaries that sort of thing um and and more than that like they're a little more than a little incompetent at times but uh at the end of the day it's it's because they work together as a family, is how they. Oh, a family! Is <laughs> how they, that. they family? get through. <laughs> yeah, that's a very uh, heavy thread here in this. Uh, in this, and I think it will it will be in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two film as well. Uh, so Ohana means Ohana means family. Based, Ohana means nobody gets left behind or whatever mm-hmm. the line is in that. Yep. I don't know. I'm not a huge Lilo and Stitch fan. TBH. But what transpires on this mission as they kind of go in to help uh, against Thanos sort of sets in motion the whole, uh, you know, the whole thing for the rest of the episode. Uh, There's some stuff in here about 
uh, Peter Quill's mom, who, if if you've watched the movie or know anything about Guardians, you'll know she uh, died, and uh, so he starts kind of getting weird visions about his mom, who says to come and find her, and then there's like some splintering within the group. Obviously, depending on what kind of decisions you make, this being a Telltale game and everything, but uh, primarily the the formula here is the same. It's you're gonna you know you're gonna get into a quick time event sequence where it's gonna be like an action sequence, and then you're going to make some decisions, and then you're gonna rinse and repeat, and then mm-hmm. there's gonna be a big cliffhanger at the end of the episode, and sure. whoa, yeah, that's it. yep. Yeah, I'm I know. This is go- I'm guessing this is going with more of the Borderlands like humor vibe than yeah. That's the than, one like, thing Walking is Dead that or Batman or things uh, like that. Although I do have, although I do have Tales of the Borderlands, I still have not played it. <sighs> that's, that's probably one of the best ones, but other than the Walking it, Dead one, playing this reminded me that I actually haven't played a Telltale game that wasn't like taking itself dead serious oh before like, this one it was basically only borderlands that was about yeah it. well borderlands and also and their I guess, previous their previous stuff before yeah and, and I'm, I'm guessing minecraft is also is oh it? yeah yeah that oh, one's yeah, pretty lighthearted. uh so you know there's actually the thing is is like i felt like the game kind of got off to a little bit of a, a lethargic uh start just because i think maybe the the attitude, kind of the very laid-backness of Star-Lord and primarily most of the other Guardians as well lends itself to sort of a slower open. But then once the game actually starts getting in and you start get the, the characters start interacting with each other more, and there's a couple of really good bits, including this one with a, like a slow-moving elevator that's actually really, really good. Um... So I thought I thought overall it was it was enough to make me want to play more of it. Mm-hmm. I thought that it did a better job. I think it did a better job than it's so far feeling a lot more fun than something like Batman was. Uh, and I think that probably just lends itself that that's more to say about the actual property that the game is basing itself off of, as opposed to uh, you know the actual quality. But the writing's right. good. The story so far has been interesting, and the, again, the use of licensed music and some of the humor in here sets it apart from past Telltale games that I've played, so I'm looking forward to more. I just feel, it's, it's just unfortunate that, honestly, the game, this first episode comes out around when the film is going to come out, and then we we'll probably won't see the second episode for another couple months here. Maybe, and, it depends. Yeah. I mean, they've gotten kind of better at timing, I feel, than... The past. We're not cranking those out, man. They got the workflow going, you know. You're the, right. Um, does the, the I heard some things that like sometimes the game would chug and like humor wouldn't land because of that. Like jokes wouldn't hit. Did you ex- ever experience any of that? See, I never experienced that with any of like the actual jokes, but uh, but I mean, it definitely has that level of telltale like. Yeah, I think um, where where like a character will finish up what they're saying sometimes, and then yeah, it's think, like loading somebody like something else happening in the background, so then the next line of dialogue comes a little late. I think they mostly write around it pretty well, but uh, I could see why some people might say that. I thought that most of the jokes worked and and hit with the proper timing, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, I think that the. 
the criticism that I read was similar to that from Patrick Klepek over at Waypoint said that like it's time that they update their engine because like it's like detrimentally affecting the <laughs> the games at this point and they haven't modified their their stuff in yeah. so long. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Gameplay-wise, um, it plays like there are some some different things like um like now when you're in those areas where you know you ha- kind of have direct control over Star Lord and you're walking around like looking at stuff and trying to figure out the very basic puzzles that are in the game, you can actually pull up uh like a like a com link with the other members of the Guardians there and kind of get some additional flavor text either on the area or on their backgrounds personally with whatever situation's going on. So that's kind of a neat thing. There's also like a they have a really basic use of like Star-Lord's flying ability where like for example one of the first puzzles you'll do takes place on a three like leveled area like a docking bay and you kind of have to fly up and down between the different levels to get all the pieces to the puzzle so i mean very very basic stuff mm-hmm. but it's still something slightly different than what they've done yeah it, it feels like i mean we say this every time a telltale game comes out but it just it feels like they're just resting too much on their like their their laurels i Absolutely. guess they're resting too much on their incredibly good writing team which they have a very good one. It sounds like this game, not just you, I've heard from other people, is very funny, well written. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's, it's 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 almost like a bummer that the the tech hasn't updated in a while, even if it hasn't affected your experience, which is great. Just like you could do more things, you could have more scenarios, you could have it not be quick time events, then decisions, then quick time events, then decisions. Like you could have like more stuff in there. Um, some of the best stuff in like. Um, like Tales from the Borderlands, for instance, was when they did do something weird, but it's still mm-hmm. what didn't really work as well in that engine. It just like is clearly kind of jury rigged. Yeah, kind of it's, reaching the end of what that thing can do. If, but I feel like the quick time events, specifically in this one, are definitely getting to the point where it's like, what, like, what is even the point? Like, there's weird, there's there are a lot of action sequences where you actually switch between the different guardians and will do an action depending on what they're doing or whatever, but there's always one that pops up when you're playing Star-Lord and it is uh, tap L1 and R1, like tap mm-hmm. them back and forth, and it right. basically just has them shoot, but there's like no aim, and it doesn't specify like how many times you have to shoot. It is literally, it seems like it's just like salt and pepper on top of whatever action sequence you're doing is just to fire these guns off wildly and it doesn't uh it just doesn't feel like you're inputting into you're adding or anything to the actions going on really honestly it's it's uh but at the same time like whenever that prompt came up I would just mash the buttons and try to shoot as many <laughs> as many times as possible so sound strat yes yeah, and it also seems like you've been playing something else. Yeah, something. Uh, the same something. Thing. Something. Something exclusive. Oh yeah, exclusive. So, so exclusive. Pixel, Pixel Legends exclusive. It's a closed beta. No one else allowed Tom, in. Tom, I'm coming from you from this closed beta. 
Uh, we've seen a lot of things. A lot of things we can't talk about right now. We've seen. Uh, we've uh, had to sign twenty NDAs. So, uh, if most people might not even remember that there's a game out for PC currently that I want to say came out maybe like two, three years ago. Okay. Uh, called Marvel Heroes. It's kind of a Marvel oh, yes. take on yes. like Diablo. But there's also some kind of weird, like, public, almost uh, MMO elements in, in, weird, in, in a weird way. And uh, they finally, uh, I think the developer is Gazillion. I, they decided to go ahead and just port that over to consoles. And mm-hmm. Although get... I, I hear it's different. It's not just a straight port. See, I'm not familiar enough with the the actual original game to know okay. what's different and what's not here, but basically this is Marvel It is Heroes. it is like yeah, it like is kind of the same game but they have like new levels. Is it kind of like play, Here's the thing, is it plays differently and there's less characters yeah. and stuff like that. It's Yeah, it's like but a, there's also different levels and stuff like that too yeah. and, and I mean, you know how Diablo like... is Diablo on consoles is not exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it's a little bit more than that. Like, it's changed a little yeah, bit more than that. Yeah, it's more... Yeah, okay. it's, like, slightly more than what they did to change Well, that. see, that's the thing, is, like, one of the things I could notice in, uh, was that there's definitely seems to be characters missing that seem like they should be in there. Specifically, one of the more notable ones is, uh, on the title screen, it scrolls through a bunch of characters and character models, and, uh, Daredevil is on that title screen... But then he's not actually playable in the game, which is weird to me. But I don't know if that's just because it is in beta and they haven't released all the characters yet. Or if that's literally just because he's not in the game in the console version. I don't know. So, so yeah, so this is a, a closed beta right now. Um, you can play through... I... I I don't know how much content is in the final game, obviously, but, like, there's, I think, like, five or six chapters you can play through here in the closed beta. You can have access to all characters currently in the game, the game up to level 10. After that, you can have to either purchase them with in-game currency or with real-world currency. And this Mm -hmm. is where kind of the game uh, gets a little... Actually, I'll talk a little bit about the game before we talk about some of the elements that I don't like about it. So it is basically a Diablo-type game. Yeah, is it, it, yeah, kind of a loot game. Yeah, the thing is, is it's like, it, it definitely feels like it has the look and is trying to go for a feeling of like, hey, you played Marvel Ultimate Alliance, like, you should like this game. But it's not, like, combo-heavy with, with uh, like, commands like that. Like uh, Marvel versus, uh, excuse me, Marvel Ultimate Alliance was rather it is straight on Diablo. Whereas you have an attack button, you have powers that are on cooldown, you have powers that dr- draw from a certain mana pool or a different kind of uh, pool that you're pulling from. So I've been playing as a few different characters, and they actually do play pretty differently. Like they play pretty drastically differently to make it actually fun experimenting with the different ones. So I was playing as a uh, rocket raccoon a lot. So he's like a range type. Uh, he uses big guns with like big AOE effects and like big spray cones on them. But then he can also summon down Groot 
and Groot can kind of draw aggro and pull hmm. enemies away from him so that he can just stay at a distance and shoot. Uh, and then I've also been playing as Ant-Man, and Ant-Man has two different, uh, like, pools that he draws from. Like, his his mana pool is how he kind of does his different size-changing abilities, so you can do this one really cool ability where he kind of ping-pongs off of a whole bunch, a whole group of enemies at a really small size, so, like, it makes his dodge go way, way up. But then, as you deal more damage with your, uh, like, size-changing abilities, you also gain ants, and those ants are kind of just, like, sentient mobs that go around and attack enemies Hmm. and do, like, a little bit of damage as, like, normal, but then you can also pull them for abilities like you can uh you can summon them onto one target as fire ants and that'll do sustained damage over time or you can do a big uh a- AoE attack where the ants form into a big old fist and punch up like into the sky and knock up a, a bunch of enemies so like that's uh kind of neat then there's like more basic characters like Wolverine the is is pretty self-explanatory all his abilities are just straight up melee attacks straight up like dr- like uh health regenerating stuff it's not super exciting uh and you can play any of these characters up to level uh 10 with like no kind of consequence but the the where the game starts kind of getting so, so this game is going to be free to play when it actually finally does release but where the game kind of gets a little bit uh, a little scummy feeling is that you uh, have to then either purchase the characters with in-game currency or purchase the characters via real-world currency. So the mm. the in-game currency, it actually starts you off with 400, uh, I forget what they're called, like it's some kind of crystals or whatever, 400, and that's enough to purchase... Some of the characters, like, straight up, like, a lot of the, a large portion of the roster are exactly 400 crystals. Except really, really popular characters like uh, Spider-Man or... Stars from recent movies. Yeah, Stars or Rocket Raccoon. This is or, definitely how they did it. This is exactly how it happened on the, one on the PC. On the PC, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyone, any, anybody that was in a movie recently, or especially if a movie came out, they would add a character from that movie, mm-hmm. and then that character would be, like... Way more expensive. Way, yeah, yeah. Then way more than... those are 600. And then there's also, like, uh, two or three that are 200. So if you really want to get Squirrel Girl... Is she's only two hundred yeah. uh, crystals. So, so all, all the side characters are people who don't know who that character yeah. is. It's Very like, niche. Yeah, which I mean, yeah. people love Squirrel Girl, but sure. like, uh, but not, not as many as the people as who are like the who Marvel. Like, I like the Netflix show. I want to play Iron Man. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I mean there are, there are a couple that are they they gave you some slack on. Like I think Captain America is only four hundred. And maybe Thor. That's because America's and, cheap. And forever. maybe like Thor is That's like four hundred. Yeah. Oh yeah. America is definitely cheap for everyone. You got it. <laughs> definitely nothing here that is like expensive, nope. life threatening. Listen, or, let's not get or... political about. <laughs> <laughs> so the yep. thing is, is that it you actually earn this this like in game currency. So like they dro- it drops from enemies, and I was picking it up, and I was thinking like, 
you know, after playing for a couple hours, I was like, I picked up a lot of these these little crystals, like, and all of them have to be worth, like, maybe five crystals, ten if I'm lucky, like, each of these ones that I'm picking up. But no, literally every every crystal you pick up counts as one crystal. So I think I, after right. playing for a few hours, I had, like, four, t- like, 22 or something like that mm-hmm. so i'm like this is gonna mm-hmm. take forever and i'm le- out leveling like rocket raccoon to the point where i'm not gonna have enough to like buy him so then <laughs> i actually ended up spending money to buy <gasps> rocket raccoon and play him past level 10 <laughs> but then that's the other thing that i ran into is that so Wait, then are you gonna be able to keep that character characters out of the beta? boring after level 10 no 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 so that their that character is then like uh it's like just enough real world currency that it's like a hundred more than what is like the second least amount of money you can spend on the game so you either have to like do oh, so weird you, oh because you can't buy them just outright you have to buy them with the in-game currency yes and you can only buy 500 currency and he's 600 yes or no well this, no it's like it's it's you're buying like this other currency it's like a second currency that you're buying mm, so I like, love currencies so like it's and it's and it's like just slightly more than the lowest amount like the second lowest amount that you can can get so you can either buy like the second lowest amount and then buy a couple of the lowest amount but that's not getting you your full value so what you could do is instead you could spend like twenty dollars and get more than you need and then have some left over but not enough to buy another character (laughs) unless you then spend another x amount or whatever so it definitely feels a little specifically because i've been playing a lot of like free to play games recently that are actually really good at saying hey man you don't want to spend any money that's cool only if you really like this game and you can spend some money on some cosmetic stuff or maybe you want to just you know just open up another slot of whatever like that's cool but, like, this one felt definitely like, no, we're free to play, and we know if you want to keep playing us, you're going to cough up money. Like, you're going to have to cough up some money. So that was a little bit of a bummer. But at the same time, I, I'm i really enjoying the game, and so, like, 20 bucks right now to just keep playing, like, my favorite character in the game isn't too bad. I can just see where if I were to continue to play the game say like oh but maybe i want ant-man to be level you know 12 or whatever i need to buy him as well and where it could get kind of get to be a slippery slope because then there's Mm -hmm. also like you can purchase uh more uh inventory space which inventory management in this game isn't so bad until you start getting gear for other characters that you don't that you're not playing as and then you're like okay I'm just going to go sell this in the shop but no you don't have you can't just sell it in the shop you have to switch to that character to then sw- sell the gear that is theirs in the shop and it all just gets to be a little bit uh messy messy so it's like oh man don't you wish that didn't happen so as often you should just buy more inventory space instead 
Totally. But yeah. It's great. So, Sounds it, great. Well, it's... it's, it's it's a really fun game, though. Like, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I played the uh, PC version. The combat didn't really click with me mm-hmm. very much. See, um, that's the thing is, like, melee characters in here, for the most part, aren't, like, I feel they're boring. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the ranged characters or characters that have, like, really goofy abilities like Ant-Man. Like, the only melee character I was really liking was Luke Cage, and that's because... He had an ability where he whips his chain and then he pulls the like he pulls a character over to him and then you could do this ground pound ability where he charges up his fist and then he punches the ground and it leaves the word cage on the floor. <laughs> so uh, that is that's pretty dumb. So that was uh, that was that was neat. The game is neat. I wish it was a little bit more uh, either upfront or more. Like forgiving with its free to play elements, right? I mean, but because essentially it's it's free to try. Like if any game was free to try, it's this one because it's right. like level ten. You're gonna get there in a couple of chapters, and then it's like, what are you gonna do? You have to spend the money at that point, or stop playing the game. Yeah. So. Uh, you know what game doesn't have a lot of microtransactions? What? It's Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Because it's everything. No, it's all of it. It's, it's just all ma- of the things. It's it's everything that you could have bought in the Wii U, but you didn't because nobody owns that game. Except for me, because I because I bought this game twice. Oh my god! Oh my god, King! <laughs> because I bought this one on the Wii U, and no one owned a Wii U, <laughs> so I couldn't play it with anybody. No one owned this game and a Wii U. Both you two own Wii U's, yes. so I guess I. I never bought this tell. game though. But yeah, you never bought this game, even though it's the best Mario Kart game that came out. But now you did mm. buy this game for Switch. It's really good. It's good. It's good on the Switch. It's cool. Yeah, I, it is I good on Switch. Got back from a trip, and me and my friend played it on the plane until the Switch battery died, which took a while. It was like yeah, four hours flight, so it lasted about two and a half hours or so total of gameplay. Yeah, so not too bad. Um, but um, honestly, using like the little hand, like using the little joy cons isn't that bad because yeah. they give you a um feature little bumper thing to turn off to auto accelerate so oh, yes that way you turn that on and you don't have to hurt your because the biggest problem for that hurt me was like holding down the acceleration button mm-hmm. but you just have it automatically go and then you just do the turning and, and brake when you need to and it, it works did you, okay did, did you have the automatic steering on as well or the no the... i turned that off yeah um because that I, was, that, that, I had that on, on for a bit and that's was... on by default and so the first match I played with my roommate here, I uh, was like, man, I'm, like, not falling off any of, this, any of the sides of this map. I'm doing real good. I haven't played this game since it came out on the Wii U ages ago. Yeah. Uh, but, I, like, I just, I just like, almost keep drifting off of things, but I'm just barely, I'm barely avoiding last it every minute, time. I turn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that. Uh, and then I was like, oh, wait, this is on. Turn the, this off. This because the person off. I was playing with is, was pretty bad at Mario Kart last night I played with him. Um, and he's like, I'm doing pretty good. And I'm like, well, you should turn off this setting. Oh, okay. And then he started doing not good. But then he got better again. <laughs> um, but I, I guess it's smart to have that on for people who maybe haven't played a Mario Kart game in a while. Because or if you've got kids. Stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going kids. on in this game, man. There's a lot of people yeah. who can fall off lots of stuff and things yeah. are bouncing around. And there's lots of jumps chaos. and spills and flying and waterfalls. And go upside down. Uh, the game, this game looks really good, too. It does. It looks really good on the Switch. 
Yeah, it, it runs super smooth. I don't. You can play have, as Link or a Squid Kid. Or kid, I'm a Squid. Can did you try? I'm curious how the four player mode, like if that lags. No, out. not yet. It does work apparently. It drops down to 30 frames a second instead of 60, but oh, okay. it does work. Well, that's good. Yeah, okay. Um, it's I, I've I've heard that which is what the Wii U version did as well, but the Wii U version tended to drop frames yeah. four, with four players. But I've heard that this one uh, is steady 30. That's so good. It's, that's good. So it's not as nice, obviously, to look at as the as the full one, but it's not as as chunky as as that last one got. That's when good. That's good. It got down to that. It's tempting me to buy another Joy-Con. Yeah, I'm glad like... I have. I'm glad I have the two sets of Joy-Cons, so I can actually like. So when when Amber was up here for the weekend, um, we played it, and we all got we both got our own controller, which is which is nice. Nice. Um, the other thing too is you can do the download play. Yes. You can do the wireless play with this game, so even though you have it, but if, Ricardo, if you ever get a Switch, you can just <gasps> come hang out with us, and you won't have to buy the game if you don't want to. But you won't have I to ha- split with someone and be like, oh, I'll go play yeah. this stupid next to this And you can do up to two people per Switch when you do it that way, but so you could theoretically I... do up to eight players with four Switches. But do uh, I have to be a shy guy, though? No. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. No, you don't. <laughs> Because technically, you, everyone owns the game. There's no download play. Uh, yeah, it'd be it'd be. Oh, it, I thought it was download play. I thought it was like a wireless play that was like it's, it's wireless, but you both have to. Ha- it's not uh, like you both have to own the game. You do have to own the game. Okay, my bad. I said the I said the wrong thing. Five minutes or thirty I'm seconds sorry. ago. Um, so you do have to buy the game, Ricardo. If you buy a Switch, do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- yeah. The only downside is that it's two players per download. For per wireless play, if you're yeah, not so you online. can't have a huge LAN party or whatever. Yeah, but I guess you could just have everyone connect to the Wi-Fi internet and and make an online. Can you make can you make an online lobby or do, is it just I'm like looking at it right now? You can only do online play with two people. Oh, uh, okay. So, so same, yeah. same situation. Same situation. Bummer. But uh, otherwise, otherwise that's that's the and at least it, you know the the plus side there is at least it's not four player split screen on that tiny. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the tiny screen. I think one thing that's actually pretty cool about it is the just being able to swap controllers and stuff like that really easily. Right. Because sometimes yeah. we're sitting on the wrong side and we're like, oh, okay, resync your controller. It's like boom, so quick, so easy. Yeah. It's just weird to see how smooth this system operates sometimes. Yeah. It's the hardware is is nice. I will say one problem with the hardware is um actually this is more of a software issue is their ability to unlock is you hit the same button three times. Uh, mm-hmm. When I land, when I got to the airport originally, and we were gonna leave, uh, I was like, "Oh, I'll check out my switch. I'll pull it out because we we're waiting for the plane." And it was on, and it was melting itself. Oh um, no! Oh it, no! It, it somehow, like the power button, it, got, it so it I got to just hit the power button, and then buttons. you got to press something three times, any button. And I guess that happened because I mean, you're in a backpack; it's probably gonna hit the same thing over and over again. Yeah, that's why I got a case for mine. I, mine isn't a case. It did that anyway. Well, your so, case is bad, I guess. So, I don't know. I don't so, tell you. <laughs> No, you can. I mean, that's the thing. All it needs is to press the button three times. So if it gets jostled around or whatever, it turns on, which is kind of dumb. Yeah, um, well, you can you can turn it all the way off as well. Yeah, that's what I did. Which is what I did when it was in best transit. Way to do that. I've learned my lesson, but I think that's still dumb. You should have it like is, some yeah. sort of. You should have some sort of like passcode. Yeah, like you press the, like three buttons in this order or whatever, and da da, yeah. you're done. I mean, that'd make it, that'd be the best easy way to do that and a pretty solid solution, you know. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I have like a I have a glass screen protector on mine, and it's like now got bubbles in it because it got so hot it melted it off. Partially. Oh jeez, 
Like they're liner bubbles, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that thing gets hot. That thing gets real hot when you're using it in well, bubble mode. Yeah, I mean the thing the thing was is extra hot, extra. Crispy. Yeah, because it's like in a it's in a back created its well, own so. oven, man. Uh, Roasted. what do you think of what do you think of the extra stuff they've added? Did you play any battle mode? No, battle I didn't play any battle mode. Now. I was just battle going mode's through. way better now. I don't really like battle mode that much in Mario Kart. Games. You like, are I a boring okay. person. I forgot yeah, you like time in Super Smash Bros. as well. So both me and Ethan are on the same page on that one. <sighs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's fine. Whatever. I just get bored of it real quick. Uh, I'd rather just race. And I played almost mm. all the Grand Prix, which the, the even racing... played one of the DLC ones. So here's here's the thing about the racing, right? That game is cheap as fuck. Like that game is like you're in first. Here, let me throw a million things at you. And the battle mode doesn't have any of that because it's not. There's no, there's no rubber banding. There's no, there's no like you're gonna hit with three red shells. I was and actually a, gonna say like a blue shell right when you're at first place, right at the end of this. I was gonna say I feel race. like in this one it's a lot more subtle the rubber banding than sure, some of the but it still ones. happens. Yeah, it, it does. still happens. That's fine, I think. Whatever. That's that's a that's a cart genre, man. It's just gonna have that weird rubber banding with items. Sure. I'm not. I mean, I love Mario Kart. Don't get me wrong. And I still like the race mode, but that battle mode. Also, the battle modes in this game are really good. They've added new ones too, which they didn't have before. Yeah. They brought I, the bomb. They brought the bomb one back from Double Dash, which I loved. Ooh, that one is they good. got a new one, which is like cops and robbers. So one team has got piranha plants in the front of their cars, and the other team has got to run away. And when they, if you get eaten by somebody with a piranha plant, you get put in a cage. And then somebody on your team can can run into the oh, just, hit the switch right. underneath the cage, and then that lets everybody out again. So the cops got to get everybody in cages before time runs out. Robbers got to stay. At least one person's got to stay alive. That's before. pretty cool, actually. So yeah, that's pretty fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm some done. I, some can cool you put modes. eight? Can you do eight player battle mode? Yep. Ooh. Yep. Is that the maximum amount of people you can have? Uh, I think that's the maximum number of, like, real people you can have, yeah, but I yeah, think yeah. the game supports up to 12, like, carts. Tw- right, 12, I was wondering 12, if you could do more. 12 I mean... characters will be in the game, but I think I think 8 is the maximum number of real live, real people that you can... So we just gotta find people or switches then. Uh, yep. Uh, we should do that before my, bro- my brother's bachelor party. <laughs> That'd be fun. That would be pretty fun. Um... Uh... Hmm. I wonder if I can look that. Anyway, moving on. That game's pretty cool. Um, I've been I've been playing only Switch games this week. I'm looking Switch at my it list. Up. I um, almost bought this one game, but I did not because I bought Mario Kart instead. Which which one? The, which the, I've got two titch, on here. Titch, Puyo Puyo Tetris, man. Puyo Puyo Tetris. That's that game. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, here's the thing about Puyo Puyo Tetris that I oh. was not really expecting. It has a pretty in depth story mode. Um, not in depth. It has it has like a series of cutscenes that link you between a Tetris or a Puyo Puyo game, mm-hmm. but but the the the, the kind of characters and the silly like anime storyline. It's it's like not a serious anime, but like an anime for children is what I would describe this. It's a four kids anime. as like um, because. It it basically is just a world where everybody everything is solved by either a puyo puyo battle or a Tetris battle. So it's like Yu Gi Oh. Yes, except for like, except for like it's, but even more so if you can imagine, if you can believe that, because Yu Gi Oh is like I have I to win this it. tournament to save my grandfather or to save the world or to get my honor or whatever it would be, but puyo puyo Tetris is like. This person is very upset right now. I will battle them, and that will calm them down. 
after I beat them <laughs> in a Tetris battle. Yeah. Or, so it's like or, Street or Fighter. Or this person, uh, this person doesn't res- doesn't like understand my language. I will battle them in Tetris, and then they will know what's going on. Because <laughs> Tetris yeah. is a universal language. Yeah, man. Everyone Except for it's it. not because in this game the worlds of Puyo Puyo and Tetris collide, and the <gasps> other the, the people from one side are like he doesn't play Puyo Puyo, and then the other guy's like she doesn't play Tetris, and then they're like what is these what are these shapes that are that are being made, and he's like what are these blobs, and that's in you can see already the antics that will ensue. I can, yeah. Um, Poyo Poyos and Tetraminos living together. Mass, mass hysteria. hysteria. <laughs> uh, it's actually pretty fun, though. It's got a lot of different modes. Um, you can play Poyo Poyo, or you can play Tetris, or you can play both, which is to say you can play a mode where it, like, after every, like, minute, every 30 seconds or something like that, it just flips you over to a different board, and then you have to play the other game, and then it flips you back, and then so forth until somebody loses that's insane uh there's but no but what's really insane is how about what if you had one board and you played Puyo Puyo and you played Tetris on the same board because that no that <laughs> that is where it gets really crazy no no too late it's happening no oh. you've get no, out it, of here it, I don't like no, it no it's there uh there's a mode there's versus modes of course there's modes with items where you can like you know different item abilities against other players there are uh, there's online um but don't play that if you're not an insane tetris player because uh, you can watch the videos uh so the online mode has a like watch replays function which is actually really awesome and you can see some of the most insane tetris play i have ever seen in my life so fast i thought a computer must be doing these moves because it is insane how fast they are oh Um, my god so dude, I'm not gonna play that, but uh, playing versus with other people against other people is pretty fun, and uh, the characters are all very fun. The colors are—it's like it's a really good cartoony-looking game. It's a good, got a good aesthetic. It is a fun puzzle game. It's a good Tetris game too. I mean, even if you don't like Puyo Puyo that much, um, which I played Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine back in the day, so there's a fondness there for me. But I, I definitely love Tetris more. I think. But if you just want to play Tetris, it's got really good Tetris in it. So. I it's love good. Tetris. Have never played any kind of Puyo Puyo. This is the or, first time I played Puyo Puyo. Or uh, Doctor Doctor Robotniks. Well, maybe. next time we see each other, I'll show you guys the Switch, and we'll play. Despite play some... owning a Genesis, never played the Doctor Robotniks movie machine. Yeah, you goofed, man. I did. I didn't like puzzle games when I was young. I was like. Yeah, I was bad at it when I was a kid. <laughs> I want to play. Bad. I liked Pokemon Tetris League, Pokemon Puzzle League. Puzzle right. League, yeah. That was. That oh was yeah, like, that was like, like the, the first games. one I played. Kind of like that was on the N sixty four at all. Seriously, and then <clears throat> that was only because it, there was Pokemon in it. Yeah, and you could battle <laughs> gym leaders and stuff, but with puzzles. It's like it's like dual monsters, but with dice. <laughs> It's like Pokemon, but with blocks. Exactly. Oh, whoa. Uh, I also... I've been playing all the indie games, all the small games, all the downloadable games on my on my Switch. Besides Mario Kart, that's not an indie game. Uh, I also just got Tumble Seed the other day. 
Tom for Switch. Uh, and? and fuck this game. Do you, know, <laughs> do you really game, not like it? No, it is good. It's just, <laughs> well, it's what's just wrong? Really, it's just really hard. Oh, it's really hard, and I don't like. I hard don't actually games. know what this game is. I see it everywhere now, but I don't really know what it is. What Tumble is it? Seed is a. It's called a Rolly Roguelike. Okay. Um, it is a run-based game, so yes, you do die once, and then you gotta go back to the beginning. Um, you got your a seed. Uh, you play as a seed, and there's a big mountain. And you gotta get to the top of the mountain so you can plant yourself at the top of the mountain. The way because you're a seed, you don't got arms or legs, though. Duh, you can't just climb up a mountain. You gotta use th- these. You gotta use this platform. Uh, so, uh, so you know, like. Did you, did you guys ever see or have like a, a like a like a little desk toy or like a toy as a kid that was like this metal ball on like two metal little sticks and you had to like open and close the sticks to get the ball up a hill? No, kind of thing. Okay, mm-hmm. that's I don't know. What uh, this is. How about how about one of those mazes? Those like wooden ball mazes that you would like rotate little knobs on either yes. side yes. to like rotate the thing. Okay, and there's like holes in the maze, and you don't want to like have the ball go in the maze. Is it like? It's closer to that. Is it like, like ice, ice cold, cold beer? beer? It's like ice cold beer. Okay, it's exactly. It's actually literally like because the creators said it's based off ice cold beer. Oh, but I'd never, heard, but I'd never heard of ice cold beer before Tumble Seed, so I didn't assume you guys had heard of it. Oh I was wrong. Um, yes, it is, it is literally 100% ice cold beer. But also, if ice cold beer had enemies that you had to avoid, oh, no, ice cold beer is um, already hard enough. Yeah, <laughs> this, this, it's really, really hard because you have to just move the sticks on either side up and down, um, and that of course tilts the vine that you're like that your guy is on and then he rolls and then he rolls way too far and then you try to correct and then you overcorrect and he rolls back the other way and then you fall in a hole and so here's the thing you get three hearts to start out with you fall in a hole you lose a heart you get hit by an enemy you lose a heart but if you fall in a hole you go all the way back to the last checkpoint and you set your own checkpoints so if you haven't set a checkpoint in a long time you go back all the way really far um, you gotta collect little crystals, which are used for the currency, and then every time you go over a little, like, patch of dirt, like, there's, like, special patches of dirt on the, on the level, and when you go over one of those, depending on which seed you're playing as, you can change out your seed, and they do different things. So the four you start with by default are, you got a seed that, when you, when you go over it, you pay one crystal, and you get to put a checkpoint down of that spot. Um, there's another one where if you go over it, you pay one crystal, and you get a little piece of heart back. Um, and you get four of those. You do that four times, you're going to get a whole heart piece back. Okay. Um, you, you got one that gives you little spiny thorns that kind of surround your dude. So one at a time. So you roll over one, and he'll get one spine that rotates around him slowly. And you get a roll over a second one, then you're going to get two spiny things, and so on and so forth. Um, but the downside to that is every time you hit an enemy with one of those spines, that spine goes away. So you have to then get another spine to replace that one that you destroyed. Um, the other side effect of this is that if you get hit or fall into a hole, you lose all the spines that you had. Um, and the spines rotate, and you can't control them. So even though you have one surrounding you, does not mean... Just like in Mario Kart, if you've got the shelves rotating around you, if you've got like, the three shells, you're probably fine. But if you've got just the one or the two shells, you might, mm-hmm. that, you might get hit in that gap. Then you're effed. 
Mm. Um, and then you get other ones. So you get other abilities uh, throughout the course of the level. Um, you find these little upgrade areas where you can choose one of two abilities. And um, those cost varying amounts of seeds. Oh, there's one last, there's one last default one. Uh, if you're out of crystals or just want more money, uh, you can... Uh, there's a crystal one. So this one doesn't cost any money, but every time you roll over a seed thing, um, a, a, a patch of dirt, it, it uh, when you roll over three patches of dirt, it'll give you a, two crystals. Um, so that is the game. Hmm. And you look at it and go, this seems pretty, and the music's good, and it looks cool, and it's everyone complains about how hard it is, but it's probably not that bad, and then it's really bad. It's real hard. This is making me want to play Ice Cold Beer. Again. It's a good game. Also, there's less enemies in that game. The freaking the enemies, the enemies, the enemies in Tumble State are so because it's a randomly generated level every time you play it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you start out and you'll be like, "This is fine," and sometimes you'll start out and there'll be like three enemies that just home in on you. Because a lot of the enemies just like oh, I'm gonna like they have a pattern of just like I'm gonna walk back and forth on this track or I'm gonna like s- s- fly in a circle. But then there's other enemies that are like, uh, nope, we're just going to like kind of steadily make our way towards you slowly. And that really, really sucks because, because you have to move very quickly and that game is not, uh, that game is not intent, uh, on, on moving quickly. Mm-hmm. But it's apparently, I mean, like, I, th- I guess theoretically if you're really good at it, there's a, there's a it's a really short game because there's a speed run there's a there's a um there's an achievement in the game for beating the game in less than 15 minutes so dang oh my goodness it's technically possible to go very very fast if you're if you're real good but i'm not and i've got to the second area there's four areas total i got to the second area once no like three times but i died very quickly after that so it's cool i don't dislike it i just it definitely made it's me hard. It made me real mad <laughs> playing it. Totally. And then I had to put, and then I had to put it down and take a break for a little bit. At I've least, done that. At least, if you lose, you could just come back for free. Whereas in ice cold beer, where it's like, oh man, I'm gonna play this game. I fucked up the first ball. I fucked up. I fucked. Now I have to pay again to play this game if I yep. want to do it. That's yep. true. Arcade games. It sounds like to play. fun. Well, that's all the games I've been playing. Uh, Ethan, we left one more for you. Yeah. It's an unknown one, though. The... What is it? It is. Player Unknowns Battlegrounds. Which oh. that, that has favorite, a stupid name. That favorite game of the streamers or something. Yeah, man, it's blown up huge. They made they announced the other day they made over like was like three million copies sold or something ridiculously crazy. Like, so tell us about your experiences fast. in the unknown. So for those battlegrounds who do not know the about the unknown battlegrounds of the player, <laughs> it is Hunger Games battle royale type game where you get on a jumble jet with the entire internet. Okay. And the internet swears at you and says horrible things. You remember why you don't use voice chat. But I still kind of... <laughs> I need You need that reminder every so often in your life to remember why the internet's terrible. Um, and then you jump out over this island, this humongous island, and parachute down and land. And immediately everyone's out to kill each other. 
Um, there's a number in the upper right that says counts down from 100, and very quickly that number counts down. There's like 20 people usually die at the beginning of the round. Um, but you have to go into buildings and try to find things to scavenge guns, melee weapons, armor, stuff like that, bandages. And also <laughs> there is a, uh, a field that comes around, like a blue field that slowly closes in as the match progresses. Oh. So everyone's forced into the middle area. So you can't just hide forever. You have to keep moving after a while. It gives you <laughs> fair enough warning to move, but you know you can't just camp out in the section forever. Nah, I think they did some. They do something like that in Battle Royale. I forget what they did to force people though. Yeah, there was like a. Was it you like to be within an area? Was it like they were gonna bomb like certain areas or whatever? If I think that's so. in that's in Player Unknown's Battlegrounds as well. That is. Like so a, I think if, like I don't know exactly like, what hey, triggers it. But it's just random. It's just it's random. Okay. Ran- random spots throughout the map. Yeah, I'm gonna test about the app. I've been bombed. watching a lot of this game, <laughs> even though I don't haven't played oh, it man. yet. There you go. That's blowing up on Switch, man. Uh, That's dreams. Uh, it is a fun game to watch, though, as well, because there is an inherent tension to it, like, because you put enough time into the game. It doesn't take long to find a lobby, actually, because there's so many dang people playing it. But yeah. there is, like, a loading period, and then it's, like, 10 minutes, and you get on the plane, and you're on the plane, so it's, an- or not 10 minutes, since like, uh, a minute. I was going to say get, 10 you, minutes. Christ. 10 whole minutes of waiting. No, it's only a minute. And then you get on the yeah. plane, and it's another probably minute or so since you tell you jump out and land on the yeah, ground. Yeah, and you get to choose when to jump. That's I really like that aspect of it. Of just like the plane's gonna fly overhead. Now you have got to figure out where. Yeah, and it's just you going. jump, and you're like, this is gonna be a good spot. And you look to your left and right, and there's like another dude parachuting right next to you. And you're and like, you're oh, like shoot, oh, shoot, shoot, shoot! I gotta get this gun real quick, or I have to run. I had that actually. I played a game last night, and I had that similar situation where we both saw this like abandoned warehouse, and I was, I jumped, landed down, and I was like, oh, I found part of it. And he got into the other side of the warehouse, so we're kind of on two opposite ends. I went over and grabbed whatever stuff I could find, which turned out to be like a backpack and a crowbar. And the other guy found a gun. Oh, and I was like, God. oh shoot. So uh, instead of like being like, I can't find this crowbar. guy. So I just ran away and uh, serpentined away from him and eventually found another empty warehouse, abandoned house thing. But I saw another guy running around it, but I just avoided him. Picked up a gun. Went back to that place and killed that dude. Wait, that guy was still there? Yeah. Usually, uh, there's some dude camping in it. I mean, we were pretty close to the middle of the map, so if you're going to stay sure. in the area, it's probably a smart I guess, place to yeah. do it. Um, yeah. Murdered that guy, and I was like, yeah, that was, that was insane. Um, yeah, from, from that, what I've seen of the game, it's like you kind of want to keep moving. Like, like not, not like all the time, but you kind of want to at least be looking for new... Unless you got your like perfect setup and you got all your best guns yeah, and yeah, yeah. armor, you kind of want to at least look around a little bit more. I move, I move get... around slowly and not super crazy. I yeah, generally yeah. go towards the center of the map, just slowly trying to take time because eventually the the point where it focuses in is generally in the middle. It's obviously different points in the middle, but if you stay in the middle of the map, like you at least have a good chance of just having to walk over towards it. Um, what other things were in that game? So I got down to I think. Last night, I was, like, the 19th person. Like, I, I did pretty well. It was not bad. Nice. Nice. Um, it just takes a lot of patience and just, like, it's so weird how it can end so quickly, though. Because, like, last night, I just walked out a door. I saw a guy. Tried to shoot him, but I missed a couple times. And he just turned around and just, like, blah, blah, and just killed me. Um, blah, blah. And that, uh, that, I was like, oh, it's over. Because it's not, like... <laughs> It, it doesn't, you know how Overwatch like pops up with all this stuff. It's like, bing, bing, bing. Like, look at all this stuff you got because you lost, like all this cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Player unknowns just like, yeah, exit the game. You, you, 
better luck next time. And that's it. And like it gives you like some coins right, or to buy cosmetic items. Um, and that's it. It's very yeah. anticlimactic. I mean, this game is an early It ends access. super suddenly. Yeah. I was watching a stream the other day where um, the guy was not even playing bad at all. And then all of a sudden he was like, I think there's a dude nearby. And then just headshot. Boom. Dead. Like no no idea oh where the guy goodness. was. Did not yeah. see. <laughs> did not see what was like. It wasn't like a shootout or a firefight. Just like, I think there's a guy pretty close here. Oh, and I'm dead. I don't know where and that guy that, went. That's yep. crazy. But that, that is kind of what makes it tense and fun. Like it, it yeah. has kind of those. Because it and does kind of feel- squad. You can form a squad, which... If you get some friends, you can I, form a squad. Which I do want to do, because apparently you go against other squads? Yes. Yes, so you play... There's there's three modes. There's single-player mode. There is dual, d- duo mode, or, t- you know, two-people two mode. And then there's a mm-hmm. squad mode, which is, like, I think anywhere from two to four players per team, depending on just what you hmm. have. Squad, so, squad, 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 squad. so if you play two-player mode, everyone's in two-player teams, and then the other one is, like, you could have a team of four against a team of two, against a team of three, and so on, and the other ones. Interesting. So, yeah. Yes. The squad mode seems more up my alley, because I feel like the first single... I would just get so tense. I'd get tensed up by the... Playing but the, what if your bro dies, man? Well, the, well then, yourself. I mean, yeah, but then that person's still expected to be talking to me and stuff That's like true. that. Um, that game is really cool. I like the, that the game rounds cool. are just long enough to be like, uh, I'll, I'll throw one in real quick before I go one to bed. One more. Yeah. Well, no, I don't go one more, but it's just one enough to, more. to make me go, uh, I'm good. One that was, more. that was satisfying. Uh, yeah. very, very looking forward to where that game goes because it, it has, it's got some jank. It doesn't yeah. run the best. Yeah. It's early access, which, uh, did um, you mention that already? It's early, it's yeah, early I did. access. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the idea is really cool, and it ex- seems to execute it on most levels. Um, it does feel kind of weirdly like an Arma mod <laughs> in some ways. Like, it's a little bit more arcade than that, but it's still pretty, like, you move kind of slow, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, everything's kind of weighty. How um, many buttons are there for mantling and for... Prone. There's not there's that. Not, for just prone jump. and supine. The, there and... Is pr- there's prone and crouching, that's it. Yeah, it's not that crazy. It's wow, I yeah. didn't know this was a game for babbies. Yes, <laughs> this oh it is. That's why it's so popular. I'm, I'm not like I'm not kidding. Like like it. Those games have gotten steadily because this guy Player Unknown. The reason he's on the name of it because he made all those he, not all of them but he made a bunch of those previous mods. Like you got Daisy, right? Okay, I, which is an Arma Two mod originally. Then it spun off into its own thing. Then there was H1Z1, which was a, 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 a spinoff mm-hmm. of yes. Arma 3, I think. I'm not, not, And then that's also its own standalone thing. But then there's the King of the Kill, which is basically this game. which and it, That was a mod of... Was that H1Z1? H, H, yeah, it's a mod of H1Z1. So mods that on mods. Where, that's where the concept of this game comes from, is because he was involved in that. And that game is literally the same thing, except it's just a different map. Um, there's still, like, H1Z1 stuff in it, like crafting and things like that. But other than that, it's the same concept. Um, and then uh, this... But each time that happened, the games got more and more simplified. Mm-hmm. Each one. Like, DayZ is, like, real... Like, it's basically just Arma, but with a different map and stuff like that. And and then um, by the time you get to, like, H1... By the time you get to, like, King of the Kill or whatever, it's it's... You know, 
relatively simplified with some crafting as well. And then this game is just like full on. You can crouch and you can go prone. And then, you know, other than that, you got your standard, standard stuff. You can't go first person or third person, but I don't know why you'd not go third person to get the extra advantage point. Yeah, I well, the only reason I would say is that like maybe in the, inside a house, first person might be slightly better. Maybe. Yeah, I guess that might be true. You can also just right-click to go into first person for the shooting, second. Yeah. Yeah, which is usually what I do. That yeah. game's cool. Worth uh, $30, I think. I remember. Uh, yeah. What else? Yeah, I think that's... I did, uh, speaking of free-to-play, I didn't bring this up, but the Heroes of Storm 2.0 came out, which they revamped completely how it works. Yes, so yes. It... I went. I logged in just so I can get... Oh, the free stuff? Officer yeah, just so I can get... Because you I can, can get buy, new characters. I think, like, all those new characters are, like, super freaking cheap. You can get, like, 20 characters, and they give you them for free, basically. Yeah, it's, 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 it is free, 100% free. You yeah. get 20 characters for free. Which is nice. Um, so instead of going, like, League of Legends, Do- uh, probably more like League of Legends... Uh, model which they used to basically copy which was hey you can buy everything with gold and then there's real money this now has turned it into like and overwatch. there's a bunch of like overwatch stuff of like not just over, like the overwatch mechanics but like you can get overwatch skins and you can get overwatch characters if you do and these I, quests and do I, this thing and that has to be a hard push to get people to play the game because yes. apparently nobody is playing the game I don't know if nobody is, but it I mean, obviously have... not nobody, yeah. but I mean, in terms of like Blizzard success, this is the bottom rung. Yeah, so probably. Right I wouldn't argue against that. I mean, yeah, yeah, probably. I'm trying to think of another one. Maybe StarCraft now? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but Star- even then. That's the thing is like StarCraft is even to a weird ex- is is getting like phased out in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, other than that new StarCraft 1 thing yeah i feel like uh so they did some things that they did in the new game is they re they changed how uh before you'd buy like a skin and you'd get you'd unlock all the different colors for it it'd come with three colors mm-hmm. now you just buy the color the skin and you get the color of that skin so if you had it previously you get it but now you can no longer do that you can't just get the skin which is kind of a bummer with all the colors mm-hmm. you have to buy them all separate and also you can't just buy skins um, with money, you have to. Yeah, you have to have. There's like three currencies in this game now. Yeah, so like shards you get off of like uh, duplicate items, and those can be used to build any uh, skin you want. The other way to get skins is if they become a featured item in quotes, and mm-hmm. that is when you can just buy them with real money. So yeah, I, it, I, it, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. I, yes. I'm really not a fan of Blizzard's. I don't like their Overwatch system. I don't like their. This I don't like this system either. I barely played that game at all, and I went and logged in so I could get my free twenty characters, and and you get as part of that too like three loot boxes and then like one epic loot one epic loot box as well. Um, and I was like, all right, I'll you know I'll open these too. I guess let's just see what there is. And like I got dupes straight away, and I played like twenty like fifteen matches of that game. I, uh, like like yeah. I mean yeah, I got um. They give you, since I've been playing so long, they gave all the veterans, like, a ton of loot boxes. I think I got, like, maybe 45 of the regular ones and, like, there's, like, five veteran ones that guarantee legendaries. And I got, like, duplicate legendaries or two, and I was so pissed. But I got a lot of shards, so I can buy kind of whatever I want with them. So, I don't know. It's a weird system. I see why they did it, because now it's a little bit easier to get characters and stuff, which is kind of the more important part of the game. 
but now it's a little bit harder to get the cool cosmetics without spending like a bit more money um mm -hmm. but in theory you can get everything for free if you just play a lot i don't know it's it's yeah. weird but the, the marvel heroes yeah and you can get a cool diva skin if you Genji. play a bunch of matches which i really i really want that diva skin really bad but i really don't want to play man <laughs> all i'm i'm just very and because it's like i heard a long time ago that rumor that they were adding rad racer and now they're just like nah just every overwatch character just put yeah. every overwatch character in there i'm like come mm -hmm. on I'm sure. Or, excuse me, not Rad Racer, Rock and Roll Racing. Rock and Roll excuse Racer, me. yeah. I'm sure he'll get in there at some point. What about? Shade, what about Deckard Kane? I want that. They made they announced the announcer packs. I really want a Deckard Kane announcer pack. That'd be the best. I would pay. <laughs> I'd, I'd pay me good money. He that. just thinks every match is you're going to fight Diablo. <laughs> Shut down. Stay a while. We'll give there are three primevals. They're on the battlefield right now. Diablo, Mephisto, and Bale. But yeah, man. If you ever want to play to get the to suffer through the Diva Awards, I'm down. Yeah, I might. I think it's only I ten. I think it's only ten. It's games ten. Yeah, with friend, but with friends. That was the key part. If it was just like ten, I was like, I'll just I'll just like throw some, with friends. Play some AI matches or something like that. But it's like with friends. Yeah. I'm like, dang it, my friends are good at this game, and I would just bring their entire team down. No, we don't care. We're terrible at that game. Um, uh, but I did. Uh, uh, I did get a. Uh, I think I got the support skin because I was like, "This is the only this or the support pack of because yeah. you can choose your pack of twenty heroes." I do like and I was that. Like, I'll get I'll get the pack that is the least. If I'm bad at it, it's still gonna be the least effect. Like like. Uh, yeah, I like that a lot. How you can choose like, oh, I like this type of like gameplay. Yeah. It's like here's a bunch of characters like all are like that. Like, also, with the more Overwatch characters there are, the more the more comfortable I was just like, oh yes, I recognize this character and their abilities. I know straight away what they can and can't do. Yeah. I could just play as them. It's cool how they map it. And now they got that payload map in there. It's just like Hanamura. Oh do they? Oh I didn't yeah. I didn't know that. That's 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 it's basically just Overwatch top down is what, yeah, is at what some this point, game it basically is. Um yeah, I guess that's it for games. That was a long that was a lot of games, man. There are a lot of games. It's a lot, a lot of, games. of games that we played. Um, so with that said, uh, let's move on to the news. The news. Whoa. All right. It's crazy. In what is probably the last we'll hear about the this the any uh, Reggie if he's a May you know. Nintendo's main. Are man. you sure, Ricardo? Are you sure you're not gonna bring this back up again at another point? Nah, this is it, man. It's forever gone. Reggie, you know Nintendo's main man over here in North America. Main uh, man. Uh, offered his his. Uh, I mean, obviously they're not his, but it's the company's kind of view on the NES Classics uh, discontinuation, as well as the the reasoning here. Uh, Reggie was quoted here in, uh, what was this, an interview with, uh, let's see, this was an interview with Time Magazine, you know, uh -huh. the, the little known publication, the little known publication, Time, said, Reggie said, 
From our perspective, it's important to recognize where our future is and the key areas that we need to drive. Uh-huh. We've got a lot going on right now, and we uh-huh. don't have unlimited resources, says Reggie. And then Reggie also goes on to say, <laughs> we just didn't anticipate how incredible the response would be. So, there you uh, go. Yep. So, so, I, it's, I mean, that's honestly probably a really truthful answer um, in that, one, they didn't anticipate this being such a giant thing. You can argue whether that's foolish or not, but I bet that's probably true. And the second thing was that because they didn't anticipate it being a big thing, they didn't really commit many resources to building them. Then the Switch is taking off and doing quite well. Mm-hmm. So they really need to make sure produ- all their whatever production they, – they only have so many factories, so many places they can hire you know contractors from to get their stuff built. Mm-hmm. They probably have to be like – and also there's rumors about the Super NES – Mm-hmm. Super, and, yeah, Super NES Classic, and, which uh, you know, like the the Polygon article. This from also goes on to mention the fact that they just announced the Nintendo 2DS as well, which is a whole other thing that they're producing now as well. The new and Nintendo, the, the new Nintendo too? 2DS XL. Yeah, it's a clamshell 2DS essentially. It's yes, kind of cool, I guess. It actually, yeah. yeah, it actually looks really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, it's also more expensive than the regular 2DS, though. That's the only right, yeah. but it's still cheaper than the new 3DS. So, mm-hmm. yes, and frankly, it it's like I don't use the 3D a lot on my. 3DS, no, I don't so. ever either. But I, I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm good. Like I think I'm like I. Oh yeah, I think I'm at not gonna buy point, another, another at this 3DS point. If you didn't purchase at this point, if you didn't purchase the new 3DS, and you're a 3DS owner, like there's you're probably not gonna be convinced Man. by this. Yeah. The freaking new 3DS, 2DS comes with a freaking AC adapter as well. It oh does God. indeed come with an AC adapter. What a, what, a, what a privilege. Uh, what a privilege uh, that you're getting. And if anybody um, thinks that this might be an indicator that Nintendo, you know, doesn't know what they're doing. They don't know where they need to put their resources in. They're not selling the stuff that sells. Well, they just released that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is actually the uh, fastest-selling game in the franchise. A yep. game that was already released is now... And, it was our, and that, I think that just shows how bad the Wii U bombed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just just yeah. in terms of, like... How many people like, didn't and, play and, it? And the thing is, on the, Wii, on the Wii U, that thing sold 8 million copies, Mario Kart 8. Mm-hmm. Which is not the highest in the series franchise, but it's certainly not the lowest. Um, uh, so it sold a lot of copies on the Wii U, but, uh, it still just goes to show how, if it's, you know, on pace to outsell it on the Switch, it just shows how many people didn't buy a Wii U. The previously fastest selling was Mario Kart Wii. Yeah, it makes sense because that makes was... sense. Yeah, even though that's, active, even though that's probably with, one of the weakest with the games install in the base. With the install base of the Wii, that's not hmm. hard. That's not hard to imagine that uh, good any any significant chunk of that ownership owning Mario Kart Wii would be a very large number to begin with. Yeah. So that's cool. That's good news for, good for Nintendo. Them, man. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a. I, mean, I most, think that like most... the Switch is really taking off very well. Mm-hmm. And most people would probably agree that this is uh, either the best or top 
three probably uh, Mario Kart games, so mm-hmm. it's not difficult to imagine. Uh, I think we probably already talked about it. What is everybody's favorite Mario Kart? Mm, I think uh, the DS one's still my favorite. Probably. The DS one's yeah. probably the best one in a long time. I I would say though this one's this Mario Kart Eight comes close to being one of the best. Yeah, I think series. because it's a complete package and there's just so many. things It's in so it. complete. And yeah, so many things and, you can and, do. And DLC, which none of the other games have had. It's got more tracks than any other. It does have more tracks? It has more um, tracks. I think the uh, ability to play with two people on the same screen is also something that's just. That's helpful. It. Yeah, exactly. The the battle mode is the best it's ever been in this deluxe version. I know you guys don't care, but like that that matters to me mm-hmm. and a lot of other people. So now I, wonder, I think I that this one's probably the, if you're gonna get one now, I wouldn't get the DS one now. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like the so. DS one also like that was really cool in the time when you could all we could all sit around and play DS and mm-hmm. have that download that card feature. Like, yeah, that was that, awesome. And that was the first one that had the um, uh, retro tracks in the first place. Yes. That and that was a big big leap forward for kind of everything. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. Plus, the, D- the the DS one, man, doesn't got any of this, this dumb gliding bullshit or any of this stupid ass yeah, upside-down bullshit. No, it's great. Shit. The upside-down stuff is, in, it's is, is, pure. is, is great. It's pure yeah. I actually, honestly, uh, I haven't played enough of 8 to say where it falls for me, but... Uh, Second, close second for me would be Double Dash. Honestly, Double Dash oh, yeah. great. Double Dash is really good. Double, Double Dash, Dash is really good. Probably... That's actually that is that is the lowest selling one in the franchise. Oh, that sucks. That, that is so the good. one that that's probably why they were like, no more, no more. This two person do a cart bullshit. Yeah, put them in fun. one. That's what sells. Yeah, yeah. That that game was cool. I really like that game a lot, and it has some really good tracks. Uh, the only thing I will say about Mario Kart Eight is because they've been doing the retro tracks for a while. The retro tracks they have for this game are like. The ones that didn't get put in the last three yeah. <laughs> games, so they're like, ah, this map's like are, they do really okay. good jobs of they do really good jobs of updating them though and making them like good. But I feel like there's like, oh, I remember this one really memorable track that I really liked, and that's not in this one because you know they've already Moo-moo done that. Farm. Yeah, they do. They have a Moo Moo one, but it's not from. They got put Moo Moo. They have Moo Moo. Uh, guys, fields. I think I can't remember. What guys. It is. It's from the Wii. Yes, is Mario Kart sixty four actually kind of bad? Because I feel like oh, it's I bad. Th- I it's, don't think Mario yeah. Kart sixty four is very good. It, I mean, I loved it when I was a kid, but Me like too. you can't go back. You can't go back to it now. No, it, it's yeah. it's. I'd say you, you know, could go back to the it was original SNES one more than you could go back to the sixty four. Yeah, here's the thing: is that like the original SNES one is not like a bad game, but it also has not aged super well either. I would probably say you're right, though, um, that it's probably better. The Wii one's also not good. I think those are probably the Yeah, those the three. ones. I feel like the Game Boy Advance one was also oh, not good. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even count that one. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Mm. Okay, guys. Do you want to hear Kojima... Uh, talk nope. about how no, the good. development of Death nope. Stranding is going. No, I'm well, too bad. Sh- when, he has a, when he has a real thing to show. No, he has. To, he talked to Jeff Keighley. No, he talked to Jeff Keighley at the Tribeca yeah. Games Festival. This is okay. legitimate stuff. So Kojima. So this is reported by by Polygon. Uh, so Kojima was asked how's production on Death Stranding going, and so Kojima answered, uh, "So far, it's going pretty well." But he didn't. Uh, he decided not to leave it at that. He needed. He wanted. 
to talk about uh, a metaphor to describe where the, the where where the production is at right now. So this is what he said. He said, okay. "Let's say that Norman's character is walking in New York." I mean, we're let's, trying. Let's, we're, let's say. What do you mean? Let's, let's say. Let's, let's say that Norman's character is walking in New <laughs> let's York. Let's say we're making a video game. But then he clarified that the, the Death Stranding doesn't take place in New York. He's using okay. an analogy. He's, so, okay, so, he's using a sample. Yeah, so okay, so we're trying to see if what we can depict with the Decima engine actually looks like New York. Again, it's not in New York, but <laughs> they want to see it. Just FYI, we really need looks to... like New York. Mm-hmm. If it scales correctly and feels good there, let's say the character goes in an Italian restaurant. Who the character meets going into the restaurant, what he will be eating, all those details are decided, are set. What we're working on right now is what kind of table will be there. What kind of specific details will be there? What's on the specific menu for the restaurant? God. So that's where they're at in production right now. For no, that's it. That's where they're at in production right now for Death Stranding. Okay. So that sounds very. That sounds very. That sounds very Kojima. Don't get me wrong. Does this give you? He was the one that. He was the one that made sure that in Metal Gear Solid Two. When you knock over the ice tray on the boat, the ice cubes melt in real time. That is not a joke. That is a real thing that happens in Metal Gear Solid 2 on the PlayStation 2. So my question is, what do you guys think, if anything, we can glean from this analogy? Is there anything here that says what Death Stranding is or... What no. stage of development nope. they're at? Nope, they're in early stages still, and it's gonna take forever. So, what kind of table is gonna be featured in Death Stranding? I'm gonna say end table. What kind of table? Yes. What kind of table? Uh, what's on the menu, mm, Ethan? What's table. Ethan? What is on the menu Co- at the table. Italian restaurant? Go meatballs. A table. A spicy meatball. A salt uh, and pepper. Mm, olive oil. Uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, probably the olive oil with the stuff in it. You know, like and the, the, vol- and the basal- oh, balsamic with the bread, vinegar. With the bread, like olive oil, olive oil and balsamic vinegar on the table, and there's bread. And then it's like somebody on the opposite side of the table has access to the bread, but they don't really, they don't want to ask to to pass the olive oil over there, so they're just kind of eating dry bread. And it's like still good because it's good quality bread, but like they're not. Getting the full experience of the olive oil with stuff in it, you know. That's where they're at right now in Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Are... you've ordered, you've ordered, but you're not the, the the course has not arrived yet. Exactly, the appetizer is just starting to approach the table. Matt, yeah, tell me about tell me about the Breath of the Wild DLC. Do you guys like dressing up? As Tingle. Of course. Every day? I mean, basically, not even a real question at that point. Is, I'm, I mean, Rhetorical. we're men. We're hot-blooded men. We're, we're alive. We are obsessed with fairies. We yes. wish we were fairies. Yep. 40 years old. Yep. 40 years old. We live with our parents. We got kicked out of our parents' house. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yes, well... Good news is, besides in real life, now if you're playing Breath of the Wild, you can also dress up as Tingle. Get out of uh, town! Yes. 
and that is the highlight. That's the that's the main. That's the style. That's definitely the front page headline story of this DLC. Definitely not the other features that they're adding. It is the Tingle costume. Well, do we know um, what kind of stats are improved with the Tingle uh, no, costume? No, we do not know. It is it is it is not clear. Also, this image says final in-game graphics may vary. It is not clear if this Tingle outfit is final. This could be changed. You're telling me Link's butt is not going to look like that? We don't know. It will probably look better, I'm, I'm guessing. Very I'm disappointed. Guessing. You'd be very disappointed? Very. Very disappointed. Uh, besides, besides Tingle costume, though, they're adding a bunch of other like classic Zelda costumes. you got a Majora's Mask, you got a Minda Helmet, you got Phantom Armor from, I think, the Phantom Hourglass, and a Korok Mask, which will help you find Korok Seeds. Um, oh, yes. Uh, oh, really? Uh, yeah, Gerard- so it'll help you. It'll it'll oh, like shoot. it'll like vibrate when you're near Korok. Gerard uh, Gerard Khalil, the completionist, uh, was very upset about this because he had just literally finished completing a hundred percent the Legend of Zelda, with, nine, with all nine hundred seeds, yes, Korok seeds, in which there's no real natural way to find them in the game, and that was one of his big complaints: is that you kind of just have to search around yeah. and find them. There's yep. no real way to figure out where they are, and now the first DLC straight up gives that. you a mask that's like I honestly wear it and if find they do them. give you a mask, like I kind of want to find all the seeds now because before uh, I was just like they're, it's kind of impossible. Like it's just like okay, I'm yeah. Not gonna find any of these. I mean, I don't know how well of a range it's gonna have because it, 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 the mask will shake when you're near a Korok. Uh, hmm. It doesn't say like it's gonna give you an arrow pointing to where or the nearest direction. one is. It's just it's just like hey, when you're near one. Look around the area. I guess that I'm, might I not mean, be enough. Then who knows? Um, the other things they're adding though are a pretty cool new map feature, which they they mentioned it as just a map feature previously, and now mm-hmm. it has got a name. It is a um, what's it called? Uh, Heroes timeline or something like that. Yeah, Heroes Journey. Um, it it, Heroes it, is, journey. it is it is a map of everywhere you have been for the last two hundred hours of the game, from the starting point to cool. to wherever you are currently. And it just literally has a little little stick figure character that is moving around the map, um, and leaving a trail of a, a line trail behind where they have been, um, including, um, uh, you know, you can scrub through, you can you can fast forward, you can jump to a certain spot. Um, so that just seems neat. Like you're gonna, it seems like we're gonna find some really cool, like just patterns or I don't know. So it'll be it'll be cool to see that. I feel like that's pretty cool. Um, second. Oh, no, go ahead. Secondly, they're adding like a combat challenge. It's like a forty, fifty room tower challenge where it's like you start out with no items, no weapons, nothing, and then you gotta kill an enemy on the first level, and then you gotta you know a stick from them, and then you gotta go up the second level, and then you gotta like you gotta keep fighting your way up. Um, uh, you going to get a, a fast travel item that lets you create your own fast travel spot um, on the ground. So you can travel back to that spot anytime you like. It's one one at a time, one spot at a time. But um, you can add power. If you complete that horde mode or that tower mode, then you're going to get to the um, Master Sword. You're going to get you're gonna like, upgrade the Master Sword by doing that. Okay. And, um, and there's a hard mode, which basically means that all the enemies have regenerating health. So you have to fight them fast. All the enemies are powered up by one, so every red Bokoblin is going to be a blue Bokoblin, and so on. Um, and also there are enemies flying. There are flying in the sky, like on floating platforms in the sky. There will be enemies. 
<laughs> um, flying around. So that seems insane, but that seems like at least it's not just like you have less health or something like that. You have you are close. You are close. So it seems neat. It is part of a pack of uh, two DLCs that you'll get for twenty dollars. You cannot buy them individually. They do come as a pack. Um, this all seems very neat. I think I'm going to wait and see what the other thing is. Because the, the other DLC is supposed to be a story edition of some yeah. kind. I, I think mean, I'm going to wait until I see what that is before I... I might get... Uh, this might be enough to make me buy it. Because I like the game yeah, enough. Yeah, I'm, like I'm really on the edge. Not... I'm really on the edge, yeah. I'm, it's not like terrible. I don't... It's not like I hate it, but... I hate it. Hmm. Speaking of uh, one of those weeks, it's another one of those weeks where somebody's leaving Valve. And this time it's another writer. Another writer. Yeah, this time it's writer Chet Falachek. I think I'm probably... That sounds decent enough. Probably butchering that name. Uh, been working at Valve for 12 years. Worked on the writing of games such as the two Half-Life 2 episodes uh uh-huh. uh portal and left for dead he is gone he gone he leaving he said one more indication that there's no more story games by gameindustry.biz check simply notes he want to change things up sure okay that's that's what so I'm gonna do. him and both him and eric Wolpaw are now out Wolpaw. of valve i don't know who <laughs> <laughs> both out of valve and like matt just said uh seems to suggest they're not necessarily interested on narrative or story driven games anymore i mean who knows i mean possible this still possible this still are may- maybe but like you know mm-hmm. well and but the, the funniest thing here too is that he it's mentioned in this polygon article that he was a uh, he served as something of an evangelist for Valve's virtual reality efforts, mm-hmm. working with outside developers and advocating for the gameplay and storytelling potential of nascent te- of the nascent technology. So it sounds like he still like it sounds like he still had a valuable role in the company. Oh yeah, I mean I feel like both of them were probably doing stuff. It wasn't just like they were sitting around at their desks all day, but. I feel like I think they both left. They were neither of them were fired or let mm-hmm. go or anything like that. They yeah, Valve would have kept them around, but they were just kind of like I'm not doing as much as I used to do or, or want to do. Maybe indeed. So uh, yeah, I think I read in some other article that said that uh, Valve has Valve has confirmed they're still making games or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is kind of, if, if there's a continued, if there is a continued, uh, like, nails being put in the coffin of, like, seeing a a Half-Life 3 or a Left 4 Dead 3 or anything coming out, that's, uh, this is definitely another one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think. Oh, Ethan's added another story. Ethan, hot yeah. breaking story. Tell us Talk about it. About... 
Oh, so we're, we're getting word from Ethan right now. Ethan, uh, Ethan, Ethan, Ethan is reporting live from YouTube right now. I'm flying, o- I'm flying over YouTube Valley. There's PewDiePie hanging out. There's. Oh, he, no, he, I thought YouTube he got evicted from, from YouTube Valley. No, he says, no, nah, no, nah, he's still there. He has no choice. It's his only home. <laughs> Listen here. <laughs> so we got YouTubers, right? YouTubers make money off of advertising. Well, here's the problem. Google... It's like, everyone can advertise on everything. And it's like, okay, that's cool, right? Oh, no, wait, but we let anyone post anything on here, including content advertisers might not like. Including, mm-hmm. like, anti-Semitic things. War- and racist violence? things. And racist things. And things like that. And and sex uh, months, it's like, so, like, last month, YouTube was like, okay, you can only advertise on <sighs> certain things. On certain things. Things that are acceptable. So there are like they give the uh, advertisers options, basically like a button that they can click, and it'll be like, okay, don't display it on things that may be weird, you know, like things that may have vulgar language, disasters and tragedies, sexually suggested content, or subjects related to war. Um, that's fine. Uh, I guess they're called high-risk content. That sounds fine. That sounds fine. Sounds reasonable. there's a new game called Call of Duty World War Two. Oh, oh, Call of, okay. So Call of Duty Two. Yes, Got Call of Duty Two. Two. Um, is got a lot of violence in it. It picks war. It picks like real war. It's not like space war or anything like that. This is like a real war that happened, and um, some people who are active in that community, um, this guy named uh, Prestige is key. Uh, he's a YouTuber. He does Call of Duty stuff. He has over a million subscribers. And he's noticed that his revenue has gone down like a ton. crazy. Yeah, because some of his videos have been flying for uh, high-risk content. So I guess Which is, like, related okay. to war, specifically part of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because it is a mature game, and that's fine. But, like, they are... But I think the interesting thing to me, reading the article, is that he wasn't, like, playing the game or showing cutscenes where it's like oh something crazy happens in this cutscene because the game's no. not out yet obviously he One was like was talking like movement, he was like talking mechanics. about the game and like showing clips from the trailer and or yeah. uh, footage from the existing COD games that are already out there I, th- I think my favorite post he has here is he has an advertising performance on a two minute milk video about this like his milk is expired or something or whatever it only has like 30k views and then he has um, World War 2 uh, which I think it was automatically flagged just because it says World War Two on it, maybe, mm-hmm. um, which has a hundred views, and he made ten dollars off of the, or hundred thousand views. Sorry, he made ten dollars off the one with a hundred thousand views, but his milk expired video, uh, with only thirty k views, got forty dollars. So that's like a thirty dollar difference, despite having way less. That's to make thirty dollars more. Crazy. It's, that's nuts. So, things are on fire over there. If you hope to make uh. Any sort of shooting video game videos, anything mm-hmm. with guns in it, um, anything with anything, man. Yeah, I mean this. Yeah, the. But this I think is this, uh, unrelated, but like my, I'm having some issues with the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy stream I uploaded oh, yeah. because it has licensed songs in the game that are in the game as part of the game, and apparently, and YouTube does not like that. So no. I mean, there. you can still upload them. You just don't get money for them, right? Yeah, but like that's the thing is like I tried to download it and it didn't let me download my video, so that I could upload yeah. it onto onto our you know oh weird onto our channel. But yeah, uh, is there I think that the 
the the real the one of the things is that I, I'm not to say that this is like oh this is fine or I'm not I don't feel bad for these these you know people who are making money off YouTube that's like hey good for them uh, but this is like the downside of relying your entire business and livelihood off mm-hmm. of another business yeah. yeah it's like it's like if my business was solely like selling Xbox ones and then Microsoft was like from now on we're we're only selling only us is selling Xbox mm-hmm. ones we're not gonna sell them to any retailers anymore and I'd be like oh but my business was selling Xbox ones and they're like too bad nope and get I'd out of like, here oh. with that noise I mean that wouldn't be cool that would suck that would be sucky if that happened but it also would be like I couldn't there's nothing I could do about that. I don't have any legal, yeah. like, say in that matter. Yep. Like, that's their thing. They can sell it to whoever they want. That's kind of why people have been latching on the Patreon a little bit more. Cause yeah. Because Patreon is like, just like, pay me and I'll make a thing. Like, yeah. You can that's decide if you want to make it or not. Yeah. yeah. If you want to take money away from me, take money away from me. It also gives the creators, like, a nice um, budget that they can work with. Cause they yeah. I, I'm, su- I'm surprised YouTube hasn't added some sort of twitch style subscribe option or uh, tipping option that that, that, that twitch has already um uh, because that's this is a good way for people to leave their service well you know YouTube what I mean? is, is in the advertising business like so. yeah well for sure i mean they don't have to get rid of the advertising though no. like uh, they probably haven't explored that avenue as much because they, they have so they have a twitch uh you, or they have the youtube red right now right right but what if it was like oh hey pay this creator this much and you won't see ads on their page like you won't you'll still see ads on the rest of youtube so we can still keep running ads but for this person you'll get their videos ad free and you know and you'll support them i don't, I don't know i'm throwing that out there no idea if that's a good Maybe. idea or not. i mean i'm not a businessman youtube red is already like pretty dang cheap so yeah but i mean it would be more like like twitch's like Twitch's thing is all like, yeah, you're supporting your you're supporting the creator. Yeah, that's true. I suppose you, you know mean, like you get the sad free. Yeah, yeah. You want you want to pay YouTube and then we'll not give you ads. Like they're not gonna they're not sharing that with anybody other than the specific special YouTube Red programs they they've they've made. Um, yeah, I mean YouTube Red's nice because it will actually just give creators money if people watch it on YouTube Red. Oh really? Regardless. Yeah, that's how we've gotten some money that way too. Oh, uh, really? okay, okay. Surprisingly, so. did not know that. Did not know that. But still, yeah. I feel. Good. I think. I think some sort of like, even if it's just a tip thing, not a subscribe thing, or so, you know, something like that would be. It would be wise of YouTube to implement something like that. Otherwise, yep. they're gonna start losing people. I feel like. Yep, I I agree. Um, well, where would they go? That's the thing. Well, I mean, you could go to Twitch. You could go. You could still use YouTube, but then just. Um, which I guess I wouldn't hurt YouTube that much, but then use Patreon. You could, uh, I mean, there's other, there are other videos. I mean, YouTube is the big one, of course, but there are other places. Yeah. I mean, YouTube's also just a place for, at this point, it's so big. It's just where people go to find like a video of a thing, you know? I mm-hmm. guess that's their, that's their, that's their fighting point is that like, Hey, we're YouTube. What are you going to do? <laughs> if you yeah. leave, there's millions of other people that are willing to take your spot. So this is true. Video. Uh, Daily motion. Google video. Oh, oh, wait, no. All right, this podcast. This podcast is going long, boys. Let's deal with this trailer trash and get going. Yay! Take, 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 take
we have got a lot of trailers this week as well. We got a lot of news, a lot of video games, and a lot of trailers. Uh, let's go through these trailers quick then. Let's go through them. Darksiders 3, official reveal trailer. Can't believe this Guys, game exists. That, that was a news story this week. There's Darksiders 3, it's real. This he, plays a, he plays a lady, she's mad, she's got a whip. She, her name is Fury, even though the four horsemen of the apocalypse are uh, conquest, death, war, and famine. Yeah, I recall... But there's no Fury, but they're changing Famine to Fury because Famine's, I guess, the gameplay around Famine. You're going to be very hungry. I I remember back when they were teasing this game and how it was probably never going to come out, them talking about the changes to the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, which to me sounds really stupid. Like, that's dumb. Screw that. I don't like it. I don't like the character design in this trailer. I don't like anything about this trailer. I think this trailer was bad. I, it doesn't yeah. get me excited well, for Darksiders 3 at all. I, I, I never finished Darksiders 1, but I whoop, ah. one thing I always appreciated um, just in, like, idea at least is that, like, oh, the th- four we're going to make four games, right? That's the idea. And every game is going to play differently. So Darksiders 1 is like Legend of Zelda, kind of. And then Darksiders 2 is, like, more loot-driven, yeah. like, a, like, a, like, a, like a hack-and-slash, like, the Devil May Cry-style mm-hmm. thing. And then, like, four, 3, I don't know, is Famine. It's an RTS. I don't, I don't know what, <laughs> what that knows. would be. But, like, just, like, the ideal, the, the idea of just, like, oh, each game is going to have a different kind of, uh, like, style because they're the, they're, all the horsemen are different. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus, it, took but, com- it, it, it eventually becomes... First game, you're a big guy who slashes stuff. Second game, you're a slightly more lith guy who slashes stuff. The third game, you're a lady who whips stuff, but uh, also uh, possibly slashes stuff. Yes. So it's like, it's just, it gets to be a little bit samey. Anyway, yeah. didn't like it. Also, di- yeah. also, apparently, apparently, I don't know, I haven't, again, I haven't finished it, but Darksiders 1 apparently ends with a very big cliffhanger, and Darksiders 2 is a prequel, and this one also is taking place in the same timeline as Darksiders 2, so it's not addressing that cliffhanger from the first game, still. Well, whatever. You know what else didn't look good? Paladins, Champions of the Realm. This is a cinematic trailer. This is... Paladins uh, has been out for a bit. It's Overwatch, but with World of Warcraft. So it's two Blizzard games play, right? from a t- from a Team yeah. Fortress game. Yes, no, this... I don't, it wasn't. It is oh, now. That's what this, that's what this video oh. is saying. Like it's free to play now. I think this is the. Um, it was like a fifteen dollar game or something. Developers of uh, Smite, I believe, High Res uh, Entertainment. I'll never or forgive them for Tribes of Sin, man. Anyway. Tribes. Uh, tribes. Yeah, this this game is. Looks, I've heard it's actually decent. Like I've heard it plays well. Yeah, I'm sure it's an actually decent game. The trailer wasn't doing anything for it. So yeah. weird goblin man. He lost his crystal or something, and then he just and he just play, and he can't. runs and he runs around in a mech suit. Yes. That that then, when, it, when it's just when it's destroyed, he jumps out of it. And then there's and like then a big, there's a there's a, big there's a wizard with, with a jetpack. There's a big knight with a shield. With a shield. There's there's a, a guy who builds turrets. There's a, some kind of hooking mechanic somebody has. Uh, yep. Yeah. There's a person who can turn invisible. If you download it, you can get a TF2 skin. Weird. Moving on. Uh, Say the name. Ut- Uta- Utawaru Mono. Mask of Deception. Dating Sim, uh, probably. Is, is an Atlas game where you it takes place in, we think, ancient China? China? Maybe China ancient like? Japan. Um, like medieval Japan or medieval China. And it's like, <laughs> you're new to the capital city. All these women will show you around. 
and that's as far as it and all of them have varying types different personalities of personalities and looks and there's twins there's twins basil and, and that, yep that was that and next Strafe. it's Strafe. it's like quake but it's we've not watched the trailer, it's... we've watched we've watched a trailer about Strafe about how the blood physics were cool yes yes and, we did and now it's like this is the this game this is the game <laughs> not just the blood physics the um, game seems neat. I like the part. I like the part very near the end where, after like you know, lots of Quake style corridors and rooms, it was like, "Here's all these trees," and I'm like, "Whoa!" And mm-hmm. it's like, "Here's a Game Boy screen," and I'm like, "What? What?" And yeah, it's like, "Okay, now like back to the normal game." Yeah. So that was neat, but other than that, it looks fine. I'm just not. I'm not sure. I'm. I'm not nostalgic for like Quake or Half Life One. So there we go. Yeah, so it super root bear looks neat, but whatever. Super root super bear, root bear it resurrection. Is, it is uh, super not meat super meat boy. boy. No, it's, it's not super. Oh, meat boy. it's not super meat. Boy. No, it's not super meat. Never boy. mind. My correction. Definitely not. Definitely okay, not super so meat that's boy. what it is. Bye. Definitely not. Yep. Uh, oh, but when you die, you can like use your body as like a shield or a platform. Or, like, if, if it landed on a spike, then you can jump on that same body to, you know, not land on the spikes next time. That's neat. But also, yeah. it's, a, it's it's like it's like a re-release of this game too, because it's called Resurrection. I think like the other one was like, it sounds like Super Rude Bear was already a game, and this is now, I don't know. Quite possibly, nobody knows the canon of Super. The Caligula Rude Bear. effect. It's this... an Atlas game again. It's in Japanese again. It's in modern times though, and what? it's RPG, what? and you're a high school student. What? It's Persona. No, no. it's not. But it's Atlas. Why this? I it's guess like they don't yeah. Care. It's like Persona, but it's not Persona, and it may have a dating sim in it as well. Probably. Who knows? I mean, those games tend to have some degree of dating sim. Code Vein. You got anime in my Bloodborne. You got Bloodborne in my anime. Oh no! It's Bandai Namco making another game. Yeah. I don't think it's from. It's not from software though, right? Uh no, it's not from software. It's, it's again the software. the guys who developed God Eater, which made us think that oh, it was potentially that, a game similar to that, like in terms of like very Monster Hunter mechanics. But no, this trailer it makes it look be. just what, what the, like Dark Souls. What, but what would the focus on co op though, and the big and they only showed like big boss enemies, so maybe it is some kind of in between. Maybe of, like we took the Dark Souls mechanics and made a Monster Hunter game with it anime. Looks, it looks kind of neat. It looks very looks self-serious. Uh, I will probably look forward to this game. Not coming out till 2018, though, so... But you Sail know Away! Game is out right now with Sail Away, the sailing simulator! Woo! Uh, um, guys, do you want to sail from Los Angeles, California to Australia in sure, real time? Oh, okay. How long like did that take? Months. Oh, but, like, you can speed up the game, right? No! Well, it did show fast-forward stuff, but... So, here's the thing. This, I will say, as much as we joke, that game, that looks really cool. The idea that this is a persistent online world that you can meet up with friends in and just sail, and it's, like, real, like, time. Like, you could... And it even said, like, if you log out of the game and, like, turn it off, like, you'll come back and your boat will still be sailing in the same direction. Like, it would have been sailing while you weren't playing the game. Yeah, That's this, neat. It seemed neat, and then just, like, watching all the different uh, elements of the, the you know, the the boat getting 
adjusted and just how in-depth it goes with all that and the weird real-time wind physics and stuff. It looked really cool. Like, I would never play a game like this, but it's cool that it is out there for enthusiasts. And it has, like, night and day cycles and the stars, you know, are accurate to real-life stars. Mm -hmm. The distances are all accurate. You can do it on easy mode so that you don't have to, like, do much work. Or you can be like, I want to tie every knot myself. Yes. Uh, It's all like, when we say sailing, it's like, it's like a modern personal sailboat not a yeah, like giant times. sailing not not a giant sailing ship it is a, a small modern boat um but that's yeah the game looks really like cool it. even if yeah like ricardo i will never play it looks cool e- immortal regnet our last game is immortal Dave. redneck Dang, I'm a mummy. I think I'm a mummy. Eth- I'm gonna shoot you and do some devil take. You didn't. You didn't swear enough in that uh, that thing for it to be immortal. Uh, immortal regma contradiction. fuck you, feral yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, so you're like a redneck that was a mummy, and so you get revived in mummy times. Sure. Uh, and there's like Anubises to. Sh- it's like a. It's like a quake. It's also like a quake. For, yeah, for you were saying game, like serious but Sam. With modern graphics, yeah. Serious Sam looking. Uh Ethan, was yes. it you that said something like this doesn't sound like a redneck? It yeah. sounds like they just got someone on their team who could do the best redneck impression. Yeah, they just it, literally it didn't really feel it didn't feel like I don't know. It they were like genuine. We're running out of budget. Uh who here? Alright, everybody do a redneck impression. Okay, Jim, you're the best. Can we get in the sound booth real quick and I'm gonna Uh-oh. need you to read this, that, Hello, and the other thing. I'm a, I'm a redneck. Hello, I'm and it well, it also enough. just like I I guess like that's the joke that he's a redneck, so he's gonna sound hicky and and like he's in Egypt, but he's gonna be like, yeah, this is I crazy. Mean, the joke well, is, I'm in a sense. foreign country, oh, and yeah. I hate and I hate all these zombies. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I guess okay, sure. like that's humor, I suppose. If that's like the selling point of the game is that like, oh, what if a cool shooter, but with funny one-liners, and it's like, oh, that's very a very new. '90s idea, like new bo- and like Boogerman, or I guess Earthworm Jim. Balls. Although Earthworm Jim was good, he had he had actual style. So what Eat wins? Cow. What wins this week's trailer trash, everybody? Uh, sail away. I was I gonna say away. I'm torn between sail away. And probably Code Vein again, but I think Sail Away had the best trailer, honestly. Sail Away, Sail Away made me sold me on this game. That probably I would be like, nah, it's just one of those dumb, like whatever simulators. But I felt like it had just enough uh, heart and features. Really, just sold me on everything on a game yeah. that I still won't play, but I'm interested in it a little bit more maybe watch it I don't know mm-hmm. I agree so Good. Sail Away wins yeah Great. perfect fantastic wonderful um well I think that about wraps it up for this week's podcast we can go ahead and ask you to go over to our website com, if you don't mind uh and if you like the podcast go ahead and give us a rating and review on iTunes we would very much appreciate it uh, you can check out our Twitter, Pixel underscore Legends. We have Facebook as well if you want to stay up to date. Um, unlike this podcast, which is coming out at odd times throughout the week, but we will be 
getting it out to you as soon as possible this week. Um, recording on Wednesday right now, so it might be Thursday or Friday by the time you hear this. Sorry about that. We're going to try and get back on schedule next week. Yeah. Gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, anything else to say? No. 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 All right. No. Well, with that, no. we'll say goodbye no. for this week. Bye. See you. And Bye. Bye. I wish I had a funny line to end the podcast, but I don't, so bye! bye.